Welcome back to Turf Talk, big name edition. Vance, the biggest names on the Derby Trail are starting to converge at Churchill Downs, and some even bigger names uh, inducted or will be inducted in the Hall of Fame. We had that, that announcement today. Uh, we'll start with that. I went two for three. You went, I believe, three for five. Uh, with your votes, uh, Ramon Dominguez being the one neither of us voted for, but certainly not a surprise and a worthy uh, inductee. Yeah, he is a worthy inductee. He won the money title in the in American Racing multiple times, I believe, and uh, you kind of had to know that he had a lot of backing once they waived the five-year uh, waiting period for, for him to be on the uh, nomination ballot. You knew he had a lot of support going into this uh, induction season. So congratulations to Ramon. Uh, like I said, a worthy induction. I just didn't vote for him this time. Probably would have down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no no qualms with him getting in just, you know, for reasons we discussed, strategic or just how we felt about who we were voting for. He didn't make our cut, but, you know, certainly no qualms. One thing I'll say, since we didn't really get to discuss him too much, uh, to me, here was someone who, uh, you know, dominated uh, day in and day out racing, which I appreciate. But, I mean, he stuck around that intermediate aqueduct. Here's someone who absolutely could have ridden at Gulfstream or traveled the winter stake circuit. He uh, stuck it out in the, the Big Apple for the big purses, but also did very well when racing went to Belmont and Saratoga. Yeah, there's a guy who just maintained his... Uh uh, you know, riding skills throughout the season in New York, whether it was winter or summer. And, of course, he started his career in Maryland, which was yeah. a hot uh, breeding ground for a lot of Hall of Fame riders of the past, including, you know, Chris McCarron, Kent DeSarmo, and Edgar Prado, among many others. So he's just one of those uh, that have just elevated their game after Maryland and performed it on the big stage across the country. Yeah, and I'm hoping we're talking about Turfway in a similar vein down the road with uh, Rafael Bayerano and Julian Leperud, too. Yes. Two uh, jockeys who really got going there once uh, they moved or the, they came to America from from their homeland, so to speak. Uh, the other three, uh, you voted for Steve Asmussen, who was sort of in the Ramon Dominguez camp for me. He was getting my vote eventually. He won't need it. He's in. Uh, you are already on board. And uh, as if he weren't the talk of the town already with all his Oaks and Derby starters, now he has a Hall of Fame induction to chat about. Yeah, and it could be a great uh, couple of weeks coming up for him. He's got Gunrunner and Creator in the uh, Kentucky Derby. Uh, he's got five uh, Oaks candidates, uh, including Tara Promisa and Taxable Ran 1-2 in the Fantasy. Uh, it could just cap off a spectacular few weeks for Asmus the next weekend at Churchill. Yeah, no doubt, and uh, we'll, I'm very eager to see uh, what he does with his hair over the, the next week or so as well as for the induction. Uh, and it's almost as if they're getting short shrift, sort of, because it was a foregone conclusion they were going in. Uh, they've obviously been written about plenty throughout their racing careers and is, is broodmares now. Uh, not much more to say either, but Rachel Alexander and Zenyatta, as expected, going in together and taking nothing away from the, the two humans, but uh, certainly the, the headliners and the ones more people are probably going to be most excited about. Yeah, horses are the stars of horse racing. Uh, we can, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, we can pat the, on the, pat the backs of the jockeys and trainers <laughs> also, but, you know, they are the, the horses are the stars of the sport, and we really haven't had two as great ones as we have Zenyatta and Rachel, at least in this uh, 21st century so far. 
No, yeah, and, you know, an American Pharaoh sort of as a singularity last year, and I think the hardcore fans with Wise Dan and a little bit maybe Beholder and Songbirds getting to that level, uh, but for them running at the same time, uh, you know, it was definitely an easy go or Sunday silence with, of course, the exception that they didn't actually face each other, which I think will be a discussion point this summer, and hopefully it gets, uh, you know, Beholder's going to try turf. Maybe we'll see her against Teppin. Maybe we'll see Beholder against California Chrome. Hopefully some of these uh, of these stars that are active now will actually get to see them on the track, unlike Rachel Alexander and Zenyatta. Yeah, and uh, actually if you think about it down the road, if you look towards November at Santa Anita, I mean that Breeders' Cup Classic could be absolutely loaded. You could have California Chrome, Beholder, and, you know, if Songbird continues to run like Songbird, she might show up in that as well could be a classic for the ages. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, something we typically say a lot this time of year. Sometimes it works out. Uh, Blame Zenyatta certainly uh, lived up to the hype when they threw down, so uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but really now we've gotten through the Hall of Fame. There won't be anything more until they're actually inducted. Uh, so we're down to inside two weeks now to the Derby. Uh, any thoughts on what you're going to be looking for over the next few days? I'm still kind of parsing the past performances, really, just to kind of see which horses I, you know, I, I'm leaning towards. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of going through the list right now and kind of emphasizing their negatives. And it's like, mm -hmm. which negative do I, can I handle more than another horse's negative right now? And that's, it, the race is so wide open in my opinion, that's kind of the approach I'm gonna be taking over the next uh, 10 days or so before I make a final selection. Yeah, I did a piece for our uh, Derby preview, which will be available at burstnet.com slash derby as part of the handicapping package, looking at prime power, uh, which is in the PPs and how that relates to the Derby winner. And looking at this year and how closely together those numbers are, this, you know, I, I hate the wide open cliche. I mean, we heard it Smarty Jones's year and the favorites went one, two, uh, but this does seem to be and not wide open in the sense I think a 30 to one's going to win, but I mean, there are for me four horses that I'm really excited about maybe wagering and some people are picking horses that aren't even in my top 10. So to me, there's a legitimate wide open uh, aspect to it. Post draw is going to be important. The final works uh, really looking forward to seeing how it shakes out. And we'll certainly talk more next week uh, before we head to Louisville. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun uh, trying to make sense of all of this uh, Kentucky Derby. And also I make dollars, you mean? Yes. And I'd also have to add that uh, track condition. You know, I think you posted over social oh, sure. media over the weekend that uh, rain is in the for long range forecast for Derby weekend, yeah. so that could throw uh, you know a big mess into everything. Yeah, as many variables you talked about parsing the PPs, and there's plenty of data points to go over, but there's still some unknowns that uh, can shake things up, as you said. So uh, we'll certainly talk through it over the next week or so. We hope you'll join us. We'll both be live in Louisville at various points uh, throughout the week, and looking forward to talking to you then.